0: This week on Erotic Awakening... Gender.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn. A weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms.
2: This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics, this podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by
1: this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now.
0: Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Are you a girl?
1: I'm a girl. Don't gender type me,
0: Missy. <laughs>
1: oh, wait, we were talking about you. <laughs> we were talking about me. I'm a girl. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I am absolutely sure. If I put on a pretty dress, am I a girl? A bio girl? No, but what are you inside?
0: Well, sometimes when I belly dance, I've been told I've got very feminine energy. Yes. So
1: So sexy, though. So
0: it's a very confusing thing that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. this whole gender identity thing. But fortunately for us, we've got Mary Kay, the sex educator, on the show today, and she's going to help us understand some of the gender fluid language and terminology and being gender-fluid and what that means.
1: Right, and she's going to help us out on um, what kind of pronouns we can use so that we don't embarrass ourselves around some people, too.
0: But before we get into the language of gender, Mm -hmm. perhaps we need to get into the language
1: of Espanol. Oh, four years of it, and I still can't speak it, so... (laughs) Me
0: neither. (laughs) Boy, I even forget how to say, where's the bathroom, and that was the most... That was, that was the most important yeah. one if you travel. <laughs> but the, the only Spanish that I do know that I need to know mm-hmm. is, is Kinko de Mayo. Exactly. Because uh, one of our favorite events is coming up on May 7th of, and 8th of 2010. Mm-hmm.
1: Kinko, de Maya. Kinko de Mayo. Kinko de Mayo. That was
0: held in Cleveland, Cleveland. Ohio.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that looks like a lot of fun. If you go out to their page now, kinkodemayo.com, you can see Lee Harrington's going to be there, Rita Seagrave, Scott
1: Smith, Femcar. Femcar with a snake. Goddess Lakshmi is coming back. So we haven't seen her in a while.
0: Yeah, but look at that picture of Femcar with a snake. (laughs) I think you and I are going to be there. Yes, we will be there. I heard back from uh, Extra Special Tom, Mm -hmm. who is one of the event coordinators. (laughs)
1: Arky had to get into it. Apparently,
0: yes. We've just outed our cat on the podcast. So I heard back from Extra Special Tom, one of the event coordinators, and it just so happens that I will be spanking you at King of Minor. we'll be doing sensual, sensual spanking, spanking. One of our favorite uh, presentations. presentations to do. And mm-hmm. we'll be joined by Karen and be doing mm-hmm. the Scarlet Sanctuary as
1: well. Yeah, with a couple of volunteers. So we're, we're traveling once again with the sanctuary.
0: I think on next week's show, we're going to do the good old questions and answers part two.
1: Sounds like a plan. And I'm hoping
0: that one of our local listeners... Named Angie is listening to this one because I'm formally asking you, Angie. You should come in studio next week and ask us some questions. And ask us some questions, or maybe you out there in radio land might have some questions for us that you would like to ask us. That would be great. That would be great. But how would they get a hold of us? Oh, there's so many ways. There's not that many ways. Let's do this quick. Obviously, you can head over to our homepage, BlueCatServices.org, and hit that contact form.
1: Mm-hmm. Or send us an email at eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. Good old voicemail, 206 309 0054. Or on Fet Life, we have a group, Erotic Awakening. Or Twitter, Dan
0: and Dawn. Dan and Dawn. <laughs> Wait a minute,
1: that's not a
2: curvy.
0: We are sitting here with Mary Kay, a gender fluid omnibisexual, polyamorous, kinkster, sexual educator. Hey, Mary Kate.
2: Hello. <laughs> and hello to everyone else out there in podcast land. <laughs> it is a
0: pleasure to be speaking with you today. It's
2: a pleasure um, to be speaking with you as well.
0: The reason we asked you on here is not only your passion as a sexual educator and the fact that we've probably almost met at many events... Indeed. Because we keep going to the same events, but we don't seem to
2: know yeah, each other. Yeah, I know.
1: We saw your picture. It kind of looks familiar, so um, we may have. <laughs> but also because you,
0: one of the um, educational offerings that you have is about the language of the... Gender fluid, omnisexual, and all these other neat words that I'm not really sure if I'm using them correctly or what they mean or how to have a conversation with somebody without being insulting. Yes. Um, and it was, we were hoping you could help us with some language stuff. Of
2: course. Stuff. I always enjoy teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity because it's something that I think is really important for the world to understand so that people can be allies and so we can all work together in supporting each other.
1: Excellent. So um, to start with, uh, your profile says gender fluid. Mm-hmm. So could you expand on that?
2: Of course. Um, gender fluid is a term that, as it took me many years to come across, and but finally feels like the word that I think finally describes what I feel my gender is. Um, it is something, it is a transgender identity, and... It basically means that my gender is fluid or constantly changing um, many There are many different gender fluid people in the world, and it 's not like we all feel alike gender fluid comes in many varieties in many ways for me personally, I seem to have three genders that I can switch between, and it switches sometimes a couple of times a day so Some people, it doesn't switch that often. Some people have gender fluid means something completely different. But for me, I have three genders. I have what I consider my home gender, the gender that I am most of the time. And that is more masculine than feminine. And tomboy might be a good word to describe it. Okay. Um, I have the times when I'm a man. And then there are times that I am definitely a full-fledged woman. So there are times that I feel... That, like, um, female to male transgender people, I feel uncomfortable in my female body. There are times when I, I hate that I have tits and hips, cause, you know, I'm, I'm a fat chick, you know, I definitely have tits and hips. And there are times that I feel very uncomfortable in having that. There are times that I hate having my period, and not just because it's a pain in the ass, but <laughs> because it's just, it's not part of who I am. Um, there are definitely times that I would like the world to see me and go and go boy male sir instead of girl female ma'am um in general i actually feel more comfortable with sir instead of ma'am even when i'm just my regular gender ma'am just isn't me but that being said there are definitely enough times also that I love dressing up and wearing dresses and I hella wearing sparkly nail polish right now cause I love sparkly nail polish and glitter <laughs> and I like smelling good and looking girly and looking pretty. So in many ways for me, it would be a lot easier if I was quote, well, just, you know, uh, female to male transgender, um, you know, not to put down the struggles of trans people because you know, it is hard for them and I'd never said that it would be easy for me, but, it would be nice if I could quote just transition and get it over with, but I can't. That's not me. It's not that I'm always feeling, what, it's, I'm always feeling transmasculine. No, I'm. There are times that I'm. Def- there are enough times that I that femininity seems to be part of who I am. That it's not so simple that I'm just simply a trans man. And so, and because it shifts and it changes, I'm gender fluid.
1: So when it shifts and changes, is it a swift change? Do you wake up that way? It, do you feel it changing? I mean, what's it like I can, for you? It, it can
2: be very swift. Um, if I dress like far, if I dress strongly masculine or strongly feminine one day, it is inevitable that before the end of the day, I will my gender will have shifted. It's it's why like I. Hesitate to dress up Just you know completely male or like You know wear a dress and then go out for the Full day because I know at some point Especially if I'm wearing a dress I'm going to look down And I'm going to be a dude in a dress And I'm going to look down and I'm be like why <laughs> the fuck am I Wearing this what the fuck is this shit you know <laughs> Why am I in a dress What the hell So and this happens to me So it It can be very abrupt It can be very Very fast and I'm not always sure why it changes and and like the reasons why my shifts change they just happen I just it, in a way I guess I can kind of compare it to a woman's monthly cycle except it's not nearly that it's not nearly that predictable but when you know with a woman's monthly cycle you just kind of have to go with the flow and oh you know, there's my emotions peaking, you know, it's a week for my period, you know, I'm, I'm having PMS, okay, whoop, well, there it goes again, and you just kind of sit back and watch it go by. It's kind of the same way with my gender. I don't I don't necessarily have too much control over it. I, can, I definitely can tell you that if I go too strongly one gender or I go too strongly the other gender, I'm going to have some kind of 180 switch in the next, you know, however long. Um... The summer, I got my hair cut short for the very first time in my life. I've always had long hair, and I've always loved long hair. and it's always, But for me, it's always been more part of just a personal identity and in some ways a hippie identity than it ever was a part of femininity. And then the summer, because I'd always wanted to do it, and my boyfriend finally said, okay, that's it, you're going to do it, we're, we're going to go, and he took my hand and we, went to the, and we went to the hair salon, and I got it all chopped off for the first time in my entire life because I'd always had long hair. Wow. And, yeah, it, it was scary. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was very <laughs> scary. But And I can tell you that afterwards, and this is something I wasn't expecting, I had a gender identity crisis. I, I realized how important my female side was to me and how important the ability to look pretty and girly was to me. And this is something I didn't previously realize existed, that if, in a way, kind of if I push gender, gender will push back. Um, if I try to go too much one way or the other for too long, that it'll be like, no, you can't do that. You're not gonna feel comfortable. I was really I was freaking out for a good couple of weeks there right after I got my haircut. Because I was terrified that no one would find me pretty anymore. I felt like I felt like. Almost mismatched in a way because I looked at myself in the mirror and I still saw my tits and my hips and I'm like, you know, no one's going to think I'm a dude. They're just going to think I'm an ugly woman. And I went through, this, oh. <laughs> I went through this whole gender crisis after I got my haircut. So it's really interesting for me that that happened because I was totally not expecting that. I was expecting that I'd finally be able to look in the mirror and be like, hey, this is the person I am most of the time. And. Instead that it took me a lot of getting used to it, and I'm actually, you know, trying to grow it back out right now. Because as much fun as this is, there's some other reasons I'd like to have some long hair, and I'm mm. gonna see how long it takes because my hair takes a long time to grow. But it's it's interesting.
0: <laughs> well, that leads to an interesting question because I'm looking at your Mary Kay sex educator site, and you have a picture there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you are a very attractive woman. Thank you. But that doesn't cause any conflict for you to be recognized as, that's not causing an issue with being gender fluid to be identified as a pretty woman?
2: Sometimes it does. It, okay. It depends okay. on the day. It depends on how I feel. The problem of being gender fluid is no matter which gender you see me as, some of the time it's going to be the wrong gender. It's tricky. tricky. Because that is it, tricky. It, it, no, it's really tricky. It's like when I used to go to the, um, when I went to the dyke bars and for Dyke Night, and I would want to um, try to figure out how I'm going to present. Am I going to present butch more masculine? Am I going to present femme more feminine? And it was always tough for me because I'm attracted to both butchers and femmes, and most, um, not most of the time, Historically, oftentimes butchers are attracted to femmes and femmes are attracted to butchers, and I didn't want to be presenting the wrong thing. And inevitably, at some point in that night, if I was presenting butch, there would be some hot butch that I would totally want to catch her eye. Or if I was presenting femme, <laughs> there would be some hot femme that I want that I want to catch her eye. And it would be like, damn it, I'm wearing the wrong clothes again. So <laughs> it does create problems for me because it's like I can't. There is no one state of being in which I can present my gender-fluid nature. I marched in a trans pride march in Toronto this summer. And I held up a sign that said gender-fluid and proud. And when I got dressed for it, I decided that I was going to go as a mixture of masculine and feminine. I, I wore masculine clothes. Excuse me. But I did my makeup. I rarely wear makeup, but I decided I was going to do makeup this time. So, you know, I wore eyeshadow and lipstick and blush. And when I looked in the mirror, I'm like, this isn't showing gender fluidity. This is more showing gender queer. This is more showing a mix of the two. And for me, most of the time, it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm both at the same time. It's more like I am one of a number, if that makes any sense.
1: Okay. Well, it makes sense. And, um, you know, so you have problems with picking out what clothes that you want to wear and, on our side, we have problems trying to figure out what pronoun to use. (laughs) And if, if you're switching, I mean, you said that you could, um, put on one set of clothes, you know, at the beginning of the day and then your, your gender tends to, you know, flow into something else. Uh So, um, I know dark odyssey that, um, we are instructed to ask pronouns before addressing someone. So, you know, if, if, I ask you your pronoun in the morning, though. It's very possible that it could change by afternoon. So how do we keep from offending?
2: Well, for me personally, as a gender fluid (laughs) person, I I, I realize you have that conundrum, and there's no way for you to tell when my gender shifts because, hell, half the time I you know, It's it's not like it's anything that's happening on the outside. Even I'm like, oh, hey, shit, look, I'm a dude now. Hey, that's cool. Okay. (laughs) So it's in many ways... If, let's put it this way, if someone was gender fluid and they would absolutely insist that everyone <coughs> would always get their pronoun right all the time, they would be offended all the time because nobody... There, there's no obvious way of telling. The best thing you can do is just is ask them, you know, you know, what pronoun do you prefer? Um, is there any time that you prefer a different pronoun? Um, I've gone by she just that as default because that's what I grew up with and it's easier for me because I forget to not use she. Um, but I've been recently trying to, with such kink events, go by third gender pronouns. So if I'm, if I'm in obvious, obvious male, I, I'll call male drag, if I'm in obvious male mode, if you wanted to ask me, hey, would you like to be called he right now? I might say, yeah, that would be cool. And I'll let, and I'll let you know when I, when I need to change back to she. Or you could just call me, you know, Z and here all the time and away you'd go. So mm-hmm. I, I think most gender fluid people are, are more laid back about that because we understand that we understand that it's not always obvious. Especially, no. my um, guess is if it's especially someone who switches as much as me. Now, let's say if it's a gender fluid <laughs> person who it only switches once a day. So you could always say, you know, well, if you're presenting masculine, use male pronouns. If you're presenting feminine, use female pronouns. But it never hurts to ask.
1: Yeah, and I was actually at Dio and um was a little taken aback. I mean, I know we're instructed to do this and I and I try to do fairly well ex- especially if I'm unsure. But um I actually had someone ask me what pronoun I wanted to use. There you go. And I do have the hips. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm very girly looking. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Whoa, I actually never thought of it before. I've always assumed <laughs> she, you know. So, but it was actually respectful, it was pretty neat. Yeah,
2: um, a lot of people who, th- there's a term that has been used by trans people to identify non-trans people, and it's cisgender. Um, some people find that term to be offensive because it's one group labeling another group without, you know, quote, without their consent, but other people just use it because it's a more, it's a more medical term, but it's also just an easier term. But many cisgender people never stop to think about their genders and there are some people who identify as genderqueer or who identify as some kind of of transgender or some kind of gender aware in that it's let's say they were born a woman they were they were given a woman's identity but then they decided hey i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna figure out what gender i actually am because i've never questioned it and maybe in the end they decide yes i am actually a woman and Occasionally in more radical communities, you'll see like F to F, female to female, or you'll see other terms to show that people have, or you'll see like F to F to femme, which because femme can be a separate identity than just, is a separate identity than just female, to show that I'm aware of gender issues, and yes, I have questioned my own gender, and I've decided that the gender I was assigned is indeed the gender that I am.
0: Okay. And I want to talk about some of those terms you mentioned femme, and I have a couple other ones I want to ask about but i want to st- i want to make sure that I understand something to start with when we talk about gender fluid it 's not just or is it just about sex is it I want to be on top I want to be on bottom I want to be fucked I want to be the fucker. How much of it it has to do with your sexual and you know not just sexual orientation as a as a not a lifestyle but as a from a pers- perspective of desire and passion and, and humping.
2: Um, gender fluid is a <laughs> transgender term, and let, let's let's step back for a bit. Um, sexual orientation is is who you're attracted to from a romantic point of view, from a sexual desire point of view. It is a separate sure. thing from gender identity, which is the gender that you identify as. Um. Gender fluid is a gender identity term Which means that In and of itself it has nothing to do with Who you desire But rather who you feel you are Um, People of Transgender identities Are attracted to a wide range Of other genders So you will find straight trans people You will find gay trans people You will find lesbian trans people You will find bisexual and homosexual And every other sexuality in between Trans people Just like Just like cisgender people, you know, there are straight women and bi women and gay women and just, you know, it's the whole wide range. It's just like that. So it's important to keep sexual orientation and gender identity separate. Okay, very cool. So,
1: I mean, basically, just to put it in a nutshell, you can be gender fluid and asexual if you wanted to. Okay.
0: That doesn't sound fun.
1: No, it doesn't sound <laughs> fine, but I'm just saying that it's a possibility. It is definitely
2: a possibility. To separate it. Um, I
1: don't know that we have many asexual listeners. No, not so much.
2: That, but who knows? That being said, also, um, in that, okay, now that we've stated that they are separate things, people mm-hmm. find that at times they there is some crossover. Um, the gay community has oftentimes had men who are the more traditional masculine and also men who are the more traditional feminine um the lesbian community has its tradition of butch women and femme women so even though gender identity is indeed a separate thing from sexual orientation there is some crossover at times but it's just easier to tell people that they're separate so that people don't get confused and think they're the same thing okay
0: makes sense so let's let's talk about some of those words okay. And what i like to do is present a word to you and get a quick definition of what the word is and an idea of if this is even an appropriate word to be using. Sure. You know, I walk up to someone and say, oh, hi, I thought, I, you know, are you a, and we'll start with, uh, how about the word dyke?
2: Okay. Um, dyke is a word that is used to identify a woman who's attracted to women. It does not necessarily mean exclusively women. Um, Lesbians will take on the term dyke. Bisexual women will take on the term dyke. Um, It also speaks of politics. Many, many, many words, especially when we're talking about the female side of things, have some kind of political background because around the same time that lesbianism became an issue, became like an activist issue, we also had the feminist movement. And the feminist movement has oftentimes said that the personal is political and the sexual is political. So you'll find that a lot of the, of the more traditionally female-oriented and the, quote, women's community words and, and communities that have sprung from that will have, more, um, will have more political definitions. Dyke can be a very political word. Um, it is still an offensive word for many people. Dyke isn't something that you just would necessarily go up to any woman who loves women and just call her a dyke. Um, okay. dike is, dyke is a reclaimed word. So you'd have to be careful. You'd, you definitely want to ask. It's not something that you'd ever assume, but if, you know, if, if a woman is comfortable with it and she says that it's okay for you to call her a dike, then go right ahead and call her a dike.
1: Okay. So you mentioned that it's a reclaimed word. Mm-hmm. Is that why I see sometimes people put in their profiles that they're like a leather dike or something such as that? So,
2: well, leather dyke is, is more of a term of trade. Um, there really is no leather lesbian, it's usually just leather dyke, but yeah, it is, it is definitely a reclaimed word like queer or fag or even slot is starting to be a reclaimed word, which I think is pretty cool. So yeah, that's one reason you'll see it, but you would probably more see it not so much because it's reclaimed, but because of the politics behind it, because of what dyke means to dyke, the more radical end of things.
0: Okay, fair enough. How about queer?
2: Okay. Is that a? Um,
0: I mean, it seems like that's an okay word to use sometimes now.
2: It can be okay sometimes. Um, you'll find with a lot of the reclaimed words that it's a generational thing. There are older dykes who would never want to be called dyke because you know maybe that was maybe their mother mother looked them in the eye, called them a dyke, and said, "There's the door, never come back." Um, lots of lots of the reclaimed words can still be very uncomfortable and still be considered offensive, oftentimes by people of older generations. And that's not to say that all older people are uncomfortable with them. Some proudly identify as them. And some younger people still are uncomfortable with the words. But it's, I've definitely found that there are generational issues. But queer is definitely a reclaimed word. It's, the definition of it could be a podcast in and of itself. Um, some people use it as a more catch-all term for GLBT because it's easier to say, it's faster. Some people use queer to designate a more political, more politicized sexual orientation. Some people say that queer is only for people who have some forms of homosexual bent, whether that would put them in the gay, lesbian, or bi-slash-omnisexual categories. Some people say that straight people can be queer. If you're any form of alternative sexuality, which would include kinksters, um, sometimes polyamorous, um, even just straight who I'll quote just, um, vanilla straight people who are more politicized about their sexuality. Some people say that queer encompasses all of these. So I can't give you a straight up definition for queer because it's being used in many different ways. Okay, fair enough. But it definitely can still, if if it's being used in a way that means a a homosexual person or a bisexual person or a omnisexual person, it it is important to understand that it can still be offensive. So that's not something you just want to call someone without asking them first. That one you definitely want to ask first.
0: Makes sense. And I do understand that all these words can be tricky. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know people that consider being labeled vanilla to be insulting. Yeah,
2: um, but there was one thing I heard from someone once that I, I think makes that term a lot better, and and it's that um, of all the flavors of ice cream, vanilla is still the number one top seller. Well, which, which, which basically says that, yeah, you know what, maybe we're calling it vanilla, and people think vanilla is opposed to tutti-free and all sorts of fun crazy. But you have to remember that it's a good old-fashioned, tried-and-true flavor that everyone loves. So... So, there
0: you, go. There you go. Well, let's let's approach it from a different direction okay. then. What is so? I have noticed that Don likes girls, and she likes girls a lot. <laughs> I like girls. She likes, to, <laughs> she likes to she likes to touch herself when she looks at pictures of girls, and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, Don might be one when, of those when I
1: touch girls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's that too. So, I'm thinking Dawn might be like one of those people, one of those girls that prefers girls. What is the appropriate, Don? are you a...
2: Well, first I'd also want to find out this. Dawn, do you like boys?
1: Yes. Okay,
2: so Dawn likes girls and boys. Dawn, do you like other genders, too? Yes. Okay. So, Don has a wide number of... Wait, wait, wait what other...
0: Uh, there's boys, there's girls, and...
2: There's all sorts of other fun genders. Um, as gender fluid, I consider that to be a gender in and of itself. Uh, in and of itself, okay. There's genderqueer. There are some trans people that... For them, it's not just a step to in the, quote, the right body, and then they'll finally be a man or a woman, and that's it, and then they'll just be a man or a woman. Some people politicize their trans identities. They'll say, you know, I am a trans man. I am a trans woman. This is part of who I am, and the trans is as much a part of it as the man or the woman. So that is, that can be another gender in and of itself. There's lots of genders when you start looking for them. It just it just takes them looking for. So we've determined that Don likes girls and boys and all sorts of other fun genders. So Dawn yes. has a number of words that she could use. Dawn possibly could use bisexual. That's probably the most Commonly used, I'd have to say in some ways, inoffensive term, but it can be considered offensive because bi implies two, and two implies a gender binary, which is the mistaken idea that there are only two genders, male and female. Um, so Dawn may wish to choose bisexual, or she may wish to use another term, like she may use queer if she wants to if she wants to show a more political side of things, if, or if she just wants something that... That people won't automatically make assumptions about that they'll have to ask her for. She may <laughs> use pansexual, some people like that term, to mean all sorts of genders. I personally. That that I always per- thought
0: that was a, uh, a kink towards the um, the god Pan, the whole no. cloaked feet no, and all that. No, not exactly,
2: oh, yeah. although I, I like that. or And it has nothing to do with any sexual attraction towards um, cooking vessels. <laughs> <laughs> although one, one might choose to use that word to describe that um a, but let's, excellent let's jump back. okay
0: let's jump back to my original question though is and we'll have to take dawn out of it i made a mistake Aww. because dawn will continue to have more and more definitions yes, 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 that, yes, she'll oh, <laughs> I do that too. but a a woman that prefers Another woman who I would normally think the term lesbian would be the appropriate, but I want to have the the proper non judgmental, okay. non conflicting or um, I don't want to be a meanie, yeah, I just want to be yeah, nice. And say are
2: you a It's a good word. Lesbian oh. is probably one of the most one of the most inoffensive terms you can use. However, if you're dealing with a woman of color, especially a black woman of color, um, many times Historically, the word lesbian was considered to be something that was more, more of what white girls were, and so there are women of color who, like other women, who prefer the who prefer the term gay woman. Oh, okay, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Or you will have, um, or you will have SGL, which means same gender loving. That's also mm-hmm. a term that you'll see more often in now I'm gonna say the African American community because that's a community I'm familiar with but um, I also spend time in Canada so I haven't I haven't spent I'm not familiar with the afro-Canadian um, the afro-Canadian uh, people of color uh, same gender living communities so I don't know okay. if they use that term or not so I'm gonna say African American but it might just be black period okay
0: well, let's, let's try um, – so that was my one friend, Now my other friend. He's male, mm-hmm. and he prefers male. Is the proper term for him a poofter?
2: <laughs> no, that's usually considered an offensive term, and okay, I, I d- believe that's more used in the U.K. Um, or in Monty Python skits. Or which in is what Monty I'm, Python uh, skits, which is exactly what I thought of as well. Um, you would probably use the word gay there. Although there are, you know, a wide variety of other terms, you know, there is fag, there is queer, um, fag can be offensive though, so make sure someone self-identifies as that first, you don't want to just go calling someone a fag, you know, make sure that's something that they choose to use for themselves. But, you know, gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender, which if, when you start getting into, um, when you start getting into the activism, those are the terms that you'll see used the most often. And in that way, they are the most inoffensive. It's hard to go wrong with those terms. Um, There are people who identify as, you know, other things, as I mentioned, save gender loving, um, you know, uh, men who have sex with men, women who have sex with women. There are other terms, and certain communities don't use gay or lesbian, but you're likely to cause the least amount of offense if you did that. Okay,
1: so, well, I've heard you used another word that um, I haven't really seen before, Mm -hmm. and it's omni, Okay. so that you're omnisexual. Can you explain that a little bit?
2: Omnisexual to mean that I'm not just attracted to men, women, and other genders, but that I'm also attracted to beings that aren't necessarily human. Um, I have, sometimes I have a sexual attraction to robots. Sometimes I have a sexual attraction to aliens. And they are not necessarily human, <laughs> therefore I don't want to use a word that implies human. So I okay. use the term omnisexual. Now this is my personal definition for it. You know, I, elsewhere might say that the definition is completely different, but this is how I use it for myself.
1: All I know is that we used to have a public dungeon here that had an alien abduction room, and God. it turned me on for God.
2: some reason. <laughs> The
1: whole tentacle thing. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: But, I mean, I'm, I'm a big geek, you know, as I self-identify in my profile. I love Star Trek. I had a Star Wars phase. I had a huge Doctor Who phase, like, only a couple of years ago. <laughs> and it was actually just a couple of years ago when I started realizing how attracted I was to the Doctor and realizing he's not human, he's Gallifreyan, that I should probably identify as something that doesn't necessarily just say I'm attracted to humans.
0: So, <laughs> And we actually did a, a podcast not too long ago about kinky and geeky, and we touched on really? some of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and, when you, and on a side note, when you say Star Trek, do you mean the, the next generation, original series? I
2: started with Next Gen, but my current favorite is Voyager.
0: Okay, well, that was great talking to you. We're going to have to let you go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. But, you know, Next general we'll always have a special place in my heart. And even though I wasn't a big Enterprise fan, I loved Dr. Flox because he was always very – at least the – I only saw about three episodes. But the episodes I saw, he was very curious about the sexuality of various species. I specifically remember him watching two humans in their mess hall talking and like, you know, just thinking of getting to know each other and then they went off and he was talking with someone else and he's like, oh, they're going to mate. Do you think they'd let me come watch? And they're like, no, (laughs) no, they won't. But I always liked him because of that because I'm kind of the same way. I'm utterly fascinated by sexuality.
0: Well, we will save the, if Picard and Kirk were together, who do you think would be on top <laughs> for for another day? You
2: know,
0: but instead, let me ask you one more question, if you don't mind.
2: Please, ask away.
0: I can. We're looking into your profile, looking into what you do. Clearly, you enjoy helping people from all walks of life mm-hmm. to live a healthier and happier life mm-hmm. via... Uh, sexual pleasure or otherwise Mm -hmm. if somebody comes to you and says you know this whole gender fluid thing I think it kind of explains who I am or what I feel or what I'm you know what calls to me what is a way to get started to explore
2: that that's tricky specifically with gender fluid because I haven't found many resources for that myself Um, if someone wanted to I'd just I basically for people of other genders it's it's an urge from inside. Oftentimes like kinky can be and oftentimes like um oftentimes like social orientation is and I'd say follow those urges. Find safe ways to do them, find, you know, ways that are that are gonna be safe for you because there is still a lot of transphobia out there and there are still trans people who are killed for being trans and they're found out they're trans, so you have to be very careful. But see see what speaks to you and do what comes naturally and surround yourself with people who support you in this because it can be it can be very hard when you don't have people who support you i've always been very lucky and very blessed i've always i've always been so very out and proud and out there that people who wouldn't understand just wouldn't be around me <laughs> it's that simple so okay. i've always had very supportive friends my family not so much I come from a more conservative family in a more conservative area of the country but my mother loves me so much that she's just gonna love well I'm an only child so she's basically made it clear that no matter what she's always gonna love me and there's nothing I can do with that so in that way I've always been extremely lucky even though she doesn't necessarily approve of everything but just do what comes naturally to you Um, if that's and even if it's not a full gender identity thing even if it's just you know, when I, I feel very, you know, if it's a man saying, I feel very sexy whenever I put on a bra and a dress and I would feel really, I would feel really aroused and sexy if you called me, if you said I was a pretty girl and I'm such a good girl, such a good pretty girl in, in the bedroom, that's okay, go ahead, find, you know, get a partner that approves of that and that is okay with that and explore that, see how that feels to you, um, the first couple of times you might be so nervous that it doesn't feel right. I know the first time I had sex with a woman, I was terribly, terribly, terribly nervous to the point that it was with a good friend that I could trust, but I had to have a couple of drinks before I was able to do anything because I was just so nervous. Know that the first couple of times you do something might not, it, it might feel uncomfortable because it is new, and that's okay. Just push past it, you know, try to... You know, if it it completely seems completely foreign to you, just know this isn't something I ever want ever, then, you know, obviously don't force yourself. But it's not always going to come necessarily come easy from the start, but try to talk to other people who understand, find communities online, ask questions, um, and explore, basically, is what I would recommend. Explore in safe ways. And always remember, you know, even if we're talking about gender, that many, many times that I'm guessing a lot of your listeners out there are kinksters, that the kink community is a safe place to explore this, that you can go to play nights, you can go to events and cross-dress, and, or if, you have, if you're if you female-bodied, you can, you know, pack with a dildo, and that's, it's going to be okay. So find those safe places, find those supportive people, and just give it a go.
0: Fantastic. Well, Mary Kay, we got tons more that we could talk about from the words like multisexual to subcultures like bears and fairies mm-hmm. and we just don't have time today how can people find out more about you or bringing some of your classes like geek and fandom sexuality to their area
2: well i have a website and the current address is sites.google.com/site/maryksexeducator um, I will soon have a domain that goes with this. It's not going to be my main domain. Hopefully someday I'll have maryksexeducator.com, but a friend of mine has recently just given me what the hell are you wait.info, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'll put that towards my sex education. So pretty soon you'll be able to go there too. Um, you can always find me if you're on FetLife. I can be found as maryksexeducator Sex Educator on FetLife. And I just got a Twitter like five minutes before I started talking to you lovely people. And that is MK sex ed. So all of those will be ways that you can reach me and you can always reach me also at my email, which is Mary K at gmail.com.
0: Fantastic. Mary Kay. It has been a pleasure to talk to you today. I've
2: enjoyed talking to you too as well.
0: Appreciate all the information you gave us, and you are going to help us navigate through life being a little less offensive than we were before. Excellent. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you very much.